You're listening to another podcast. A podcast about horror movies and scary things. You put your headphones on and enter another dimension. A dimension filled with zombies, killers, ghosts, and creatures beyond your imagination. You've crossed over into the realm of mankind's deepest fears. There's an episode up ahead. You've now arrived at Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares. Psst. Hey, it's me, Billy. <laughs> Is this Agnes? <laughs> hello, Billy. It's me, Agnes. <laughs> uh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares. Today, we are going to be talking about a cult classic from 1974, continuing our holiday horror theme that we've got Double going H. on until until uh, Christmas hits here. Not to be confused with holiday whores. Whores. Holiday, holiday whores. Whores. No, this is something completely different. Something completely different. <laughs> um, don't ask us. Don't ask us to distinguish between the two. We we will not. But it is something completely different. So today's episode is Black Christmas from 1974. As I said, directed There's by a, Bob Clark, Bobby C, Sweet Baby Bob Clark, most famous for uh, Porky's and uh, and on. another. <laughs> Most famous for Porky's? I, I, I was getting... You cut me too soon. You cut me off too soon. Most famous for Porky's and... And six, Porky's 2. <laughs> Porky's 2, The Revenge. Um, uh, and and uh, saving the best for last year. And, of, and another holiday classic, A Christmas Story. Oh. oh. So you can't do that to me. You can't save the best for last because I'm just going to interject. But, 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 but what about a Christmas The fuck is story? wrong with you? Just click. <laughs> hello. End hello. call. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Billy? Like, Agnes? Anyone? Like, Are you like there? Every, every time Olivia Hussey answers the phone, hello. 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 She's just hello. like so hello. frantic. Hello. 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 <laughs> um, <sighs> dear God. It's me, Billy. It's me, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Black Christmas That's what we're talking about That's what we're talking about I'm going to take a sip of as, my, my As opposed my, to Brown Thanksgiving <laughs> That was that was the second one In case and anyone it ne- saw it That never got made Never got made couldn't, it was couldn't, couldn't get the funding Less about murder and more about gravy Hence the yeah. brown Yeah, the serial yeah. killer just was he was dressed like a pilgrim and he yeah. just drowned people in gravy. And the theme song was Rollo Tony Brown Town. <laughs> uh, okay, now we need to make this. It sounds like a great movie. What's uh, Bob Clark so, up to? Oh God. Did you know about Bob Clark? <laughs> Do you know, did you know about Bob Clark? <laughs> have you have you heard I about did. this? <laughs> I did. <laughs> It's terrible. I, catch catch me up, please. It's terrible. He, he yeah, he him and I don't even want I, I feel like it's a terrible thing to even talk about. Oh, okay. Cuz he's cuz he's, he's no longer with us. Well, I assumed he was dead. Well, he wouldn't. I mean, I mean, he kind of had a tragic oh, death. Like him and his son died in like a car accident like with like a drunk 
drunk driver to hit their car and yeah it's terrible. oh boy yeah that is awful see we don't want to talk about this this is not what we want to no. talk about we no. want to celebrate bob clark in this yes episode, not talk about his demise um his, his untimely yeah. horrific and 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 very sad uh, although the last few movies he made were the super genius movies or the baby geniuses or whatever they're called and um well hey <laughs> everybody's got to do something to make a dime you know uh um, you know bob bob clark was making bad movies at the end you know the mean... holiday whores are doing what they're doing <laughs> holiday you know, everybody's got to do something everybody's got to do something to make ends meet these are yep. hard times yep um so this is another this is another first for you right you had not seen this movie i've never i've never seen this movie what what was your uh No, I've never seen it. I've never actually watched <laughs> You still the haven't film. watched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this is gonna be this is gonna be This is gonna, gonna be, be a problem. It's gonna be a good episode. One. Um Yeah. So how much did you know about this movie going into it? We had talked about it during the Halloween episode. And yes. and yes, I I did. did know that you know, I did know from that, that John Carpenter had, you know, gotten a lot of inspiration from mm-hmm. this movie. Um, yeah. You know, he was very vocal about that. But other than other than the fact that that it was kind of a, you know, that Halloween was a bit of a spiritual successor, I guess you could say, to this movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know much about it. Um, other than the synopsis, which right. is, you know over the course of a, a few days uh, a group of sorority sisters are hunted by a maniac essentially right that's basically it right and that's very generic sounding um but yeah well, thank so you. <laughs> i mean i mean that in the sense of like yeah the the plot of the movie is like if you were to just say that's what it is it'd be like oh well, that doesn't sound like anything you know, special or unique. Well, that sounds like um, shit. Why would I watch this film? <laughs> you probably um, shouldn't. I don't know. But. If you're um, an asshole and you're going to act like that, then you probably <laughs> shouldn't even watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I actually watched this for the first time just last year. And I don't even remember like what, like what my prior knowledge going into the movie was. Um, I just kind of heard about it because it's one of those movies that, you know, has kind of become a cult classic um, in the almost 50 years. 50 uh, years. <laughs> since its release. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, and I and I was not. Technically I had, 47 for anybody who's keeping track. Yes. Um, but I was also, I had, I kind of was under the impression that, like, this was considered to be, you know, one of the first true kind of slasher films. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, watching it for the first time, I, I don't really know where my expectations were, but, um, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, it's one of those movies that like, I think I'd probably heard about for a while, but you know, as much as I love horror films, I don't always, I don't necessarily feel like watching horror films around Christmas time. And, Aside You're an from, asshole. <laughs> aside from, with the exception of, of Gremlins, of course, which we talked about last week. Um, True. 
which is much more, you know, tongue in cheek and, and, you know, has more, I, I guess, com comic relief in it. Um, and it has, a, has a little bit more like iconic Christmas. Yeah. Set pieces and, yeah. you know, iconography yeah, it's a, it's and just, things. It's more of a, it's more of a fun movie. Yeah. Than, than Black Christmas is. Um, yeah. And, and so I think that was probably one of the reasons why it took me so long to finally watch it. Um, cause I don't really necessarily want to watch a Christmas horror movie during like Halloween season, but I don't feel like watching that type of movie typically during the Christmas season either. So it's kind of a weird thing. Um, but I Sounds actually like a personal up, problem, <laughs> but I ended up really liking it. And, um, and then when I watched it again this week, I, I actually liked it even more the second time. Uh, viewing it and it's it's kind of a strange movie because it um i don't know it it's it, it's it has um it's it's kind of dark and fucked up and creepy but there's also like i don't know there's something strangely refreshing about it which is weird because it's it is such an old movie and yeah. because this is the movie that is often credited as kind of being the, you know, a, a, as starting the whole like slasher kind of genre. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's a, it's, it's a strange movie that, and, and there's also, there is a, a good deal of comedy in the movie. Um, yeah. To kind of lighten, lighten it up a little bit. So it's not, it, it's not too heavy. It's also not much like, Halloween and we'll be kind of talking about we'll be kind of comparing it to Halloween probably a lot in this episode um but uh it's also not very bloody it's it's no pretty bloodless for the most part um it's not so it's not a particularly gory or um graphic movie no but um but it it is it does have its moments where it's very disturbing uh yeah. and, and unsettling which, you know, is is great. <laughs> it is great. That's um, what we're here for. It's what I pay the money yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, yeah, so we, we didn't we, we didn't really talk about the plot, but real quick, basically, um, pretty simple plot. Uh, it's 1974. It's uh, it's a sorority house um, group of girls celebrating christmas and there's been a there's been someone prank calling them and yeah it's disturbing and unsettling and um i mean just outright insane things yeah it's for yeah, especially so, for 1974 you're like oh this movie's from 1974 it's probably fairly tame even for a right. horror movie and then like you get to the first prank call and you're like holy yeah. shit yeah, it it kind of. Like, <laughs> How was this not rated X in 1974? <laughs> it kind of stuns you into silence. You're like, yeah, you know, and and it really puts you in in the uh, in the place of of these young women. I mean, I can't imagine, yes. you know, like, and yeah. you know, that's the other thing about this movie that is is um, I I just I love that concept and that and that has been done a lot since this movie came out. But yeah. at that time in 1971, when this came out, it, it was not a common 
it wasn't a, it wasn't like a horror movie trope at that time. You know, the prank caller, the the you know the whole the caller is you know in the house. The call is right. coming from in the house type of thing. You know, that was that had not been done to death. It had, it was kind of like this. It was a semi-popular urban legend at that point, right. but it wasn't like right. something that had that people a lot of people had seen, you know, in on on, on films or whatever in films right. or whatever. Um, but that whole idea, I mean, the whole prank call thing to me is is so simple, but it's so creepy. Like just yeah. the just the and especially at that time, a time where you know nobody's cell phones don't exist, uh, caller ID doesn't exist, so. You know, this is the only totally. way people have... Star 69? <laughs> Star 69 doesn't exist. Um, Jesus. And so, like, this is the only way for people to, you know, contact each other, you know, long distance. And so, you know, I mean, you got to put yourself in that in that time frame and, and, and also put yourself in the position of, like, young women in college and... Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's really creepy, you know, just like yeah. the idea of like, it's something that you can't really escape. You kind of, you know, the phone rings, you kind of have to answer. You don't know who it's going to be. Right. And, and, and so there's. Especially it, in a setting like that where there's, you know, 25 yeah, girls living in this house, people. you know, exactly. they can't just not answer the phone. Exactly. And so like. You know, <laughs> I mean, pretty, what the fuck are you going to do? You can't just <laughs> not answer the phone. There's no answering <laughs> machines. Exactly. And so, like, you know, you really have to put yourself in that kind of headspace and in that kind of time time frame and think, like, man, like, how creepy would that be, you know, if someone was repeatedly calling and not just doing stupid stuff, but but like saying obscene, vulgar, yeah. graphic, creepy stuff, you know, threatening. Obscene, yeah, like things. disturbing sexual stuff and... Yeah. And violent stuff. Yeah, and violent. And, and sounding like pretty fucking creepy while yeah, they're doing it. Right. It's not exactly. like it's just me like, hello. <laughs> hello, I would like how are, to. How are you? <laughs> I would like to see you nude. If you stand by if you stand by the window at 6.30 p.m., I will be able to see this. No, it's nothing like that. But just for your information, that does not work either. <laughs> you would know. You would know. Well, get many years of practice. It's true. Um, what I mean, so I mean, I actually have. There was a. I remember uh, when I was in high school and living with my parents, obviously. And I remember, I remember getting a prank, a prank call, and it was like a creepy. It was a creepy prank call. It was like. It was like somebody using like a voice changer hmm. and they sounded like kind of like like an alien almost like the Weird. like the kind of like standard kind of alien sound, you know, alien yeah. voice. Um, but they were like saying that they could that they were watching us and that they could see us. And it was creepy, creepy, you know, like and it was like I remember I think I don't know if it was my dad or my mom that answered the phone first and. They, I don't know. I don't even know what they said. And then they, I took the phone and put it to my ear to hear it because I was kind of like, eh, what is this, you know? And then, I, and then as soon as I, as soon as I fucking heard them speak, like my blood ran cold and I got like shivers down my spine because it was just fucking creepy. And yeah. and it was like, and they were saying 
they it wasn't just like oh they were saying something they were being stupid or you know joking around or whatever like they were saying that they were like watching us and that they could see us and and as much as you want to think oh this is probably just some stupid kid and it probably was there's something in the back there's always a part of like like little thing in the back of your mind that goes what if this is somebody like seriously like ill deranged and deranged yeah Yeah, you know what i mean and so like i remember that kind of like affected me so i can't even i can't even imagine like you know being being a a woman in the in the 70s you know in college and like having someone you know repeatedly prank calling yeah your house like that's fucking creepy and and scary and disturbing. i mean i mean you know it's not like two middle-aged men on a podcast you know, can put their headspace in <laughs> no, into of that not. of a of a of a of a college that's girl. But you know, we both went But we but we both went to college though, and we both you know we were. I mean, just even the fact of being that young and feeling like you're an adult, but you're not really. You're still young, and you're still kind of not in control of. You're learning how to kind of manage yourself and other people and trying yeah. to learn how to be in control yeah, of of your your life and your environment you're and, just um, becoming kind of independent and you know yeah and 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 then you know taking that and and then kind of translating that to this you know to this group of girls and and knowing that it's the 70s and knowing that you know you know things are are different and and you know you know it's just, it is, it is a very vulnerable place to, to put yeah. yourself. And I think the movie does a good, you know, Bob Clark and, 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 uh, you know, the way the movie goes, it, it definitely does a good job of making the audience feel that, you know, yeah, it, it definitely, absolutely. definitely gives you that creepy vibe of, of, you know, just vulnerability and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a lack of, you know, kind of autonomy and, and, and yeah, it's, 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 a, it's good. It's yeah. good in that regard. Yeah. That's why it's, that's why it's a good, that's why it's a good horror movie. Cause it, cause it can do that so well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that was me by the way, that used to call your house. <clears throat> Damn it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it should have known. I, uh, to be fair, I was actually watching you. <laughs> oh well that makes me yeah that's it wasn't at least, at least it wasn't, you weren't lying yeah it wasn't a know. lie it wasn't a fabrication it was an yeah. actual i well, actually was i mean i appreciate the honesty good so You're good thank you for finally thank you for finally telling me after all these years it just it was funny to let it go on for 20 years yeah you but i just, figured you thought about it on a nightly basis just chuckling to yourself like yeah yeah, I knew that eventually we would do a podcast and we would talk about this movie, and that would be the perfect time to reveal myself. <laughs> uh, oh shit! <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, so talking to you know, kind of leapfrogging off of that, like, you know, that's one of, to me, you know, that's one of the things about this movie that, um, that I think is is so well done. Um, is just like the the characterizations, um, yeah, of the you know just of the women in particularly the women in, in the film, um, is just is I think 
pretty um fairly radical and and uh for the time um yeah certainly yeah. different i don't you know, know i'd say not, radical but it was definitely not, ahead of its time yeah certainly for film. ahead of its time um it wasn't like your typical you know you're coming off of you know you're in the mid-70s you're still kind of coming off of a lot of that stuff where it's like the whole damsel in distress type of you know yeah kind of uh characterizations and 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 so you know this movie is is full of you know a lot of really you know you know strong women and not and not just strong women but just like I, I think just like the characterizations to me ring true and and they're um, they're realistic yeah they're sure. realistic and 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 down to earth and they're not one dimensional yeah um so that you know the main character Jess played by Olivia Hussey is you know just I mean she's a really strong independent you know woman that you know re- repeatedly while you know she's very like. Um, repeatedly says hello when she answers the phone <laughs> hello 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 <laughs> but she you know she repeatedly kind of like stands up for herself and um and and you know is is very is just has a very strong character and and murders her boyfriend <laughs> yes eventually murders her boyfriend um but she were you know there that there's that whole thing that whole relationship between her and and her boyfriend uh, played by Kier Dolia. Um it's him who is you know most famously played. Um, I'm sorry, Dave. I yeah. can't do that. Astronaut, astronaut Dave in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Astronaut Dave. <laughs> That's what I'm just gonna call him. I don't know. Um, most famously the- portrayed an embryo at the end of <laughs> at the end of <laughs> uh, yeah, 2001: he, A Space Odyssey. Apparently, the only reason he like took this role in this movie because like this kind of seems like a step back after yeah. like after doing like 2001 and i don't Do mean th- that i don't mean that in, in an insulting way i just feel like you know on paper it's a lot like, smaller movie this movie just feels like yeah. you no know, but um do you think he just walked around set and went up to bob clark and he's like i worked with stanley kubrick sir <laughs> probably that seems right i'm i would that yeah I mean, yeah. If I had ever done anything, if I had worked with Steven Steven Spielberg, uh, did you say Steven Stan- Spielberg? Or did I, I said Stanley Kubrick? Okay, for you sure. said you said Stanley Kubrick. I said Steven Spielberg. I mean, can you blame Mister Mister Clark? I believe Stanley Kubrick would have had sixty seven takes for this scene, and we are only at twelve. Oh God! Oh, oh God! It's true um, though. <laughs> but. But yeah, I think I mean that's a whole that whole the the relationship between uh, Jess and her boyfriend Peter is kind of this whole other like subplot in the movie. Yeah. Um, Which so let's go back, let's circle back here real quick because you asked me, you you mentioned that this is my first time viewing it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to say that I both loved and hated that subplot. Okay. I loved it because it really it, it paid off. It it in the end it kind of worked out to a to a place where it made sense. Yeah. And and it really you know, it was good. I felt like throughout the movie it wasn't there there was there was enough there that I was kind of like knew where it was going, but there wasn't enough there to like make me believe it. So it was like a weird kind of back and forth, you know what I mean? 
Um, like I felt like I knew, I, I knew that, that it was going to like, that he was going to be one of the people that was like a suspect in these murders. Yeah. And, but I felt like that the, that the, the evidence was not strong enough yeah. to make it, to invest me in it. Yeah. But it was also like, also kind of like they, they hinted at it too much to where it was, it was a weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it didn't play out quite the way I hoped it would. Um, and then the other thing, but I, but I like the idea of it. And the other thing I didn't like about it was a lot of the scenes, um, which is funny because he, apparently he was only able to film like one or two weeks for this movie. And so he didn't even, he was in high demand at that time. Yeah. He didn't even (laughs) meet like a bunch of the people that worked on this movie. Yeah. Yet he's like throughout the film. Right. So when you watch it, you don't, you just like, it's not even kind of an afterthought, but, but in reality, he was only able to be on set for like a week or two. And, and he only met some of the people like very briefly. So it's kind of interesting. Um, but the scenes that he shares with Olivia Hussey, um, there's a couple of them that really, (laughs) really, it was like, and, and, you know, it's 1974, so I get it, but they really played out like, you know, like a 1950s, very melodramatic, like kind of drama yeah. interaction. And that, that, that turns me off pretty quickly. <laughs> um, yeah. It was only a couple scenes that did that, but I was kind of like, like but this, it got me it like uninterested like it switched me off right away to where I wasn't even like interested like the scene where like she goes to visit him and he's like he's in the like recital hall and he's oh like, my right, god that, that scene garbage <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a huge turning point in the movie yeah there's like a lot of information that is revealed during that right. point right the whole spoiler the, alert that she's fucking pregnant right that whole part yeah so, so and yeah, she's that, gonna have an abortion right and then he doesn't want her to. And that's like the kind of the turning point that like kind of identifies him as like, oh, this guy could be fucking trying to, you know, he could be the one that's killing people. Right. And he's probably going to kill her. Right. <laughs> um, but. Yeah. I mean, I think to me, like, it's one of those things where um, I think you view, you view it. I viewed it different. I viewed the movie differently. I, I think a little bit differently knowing when it was made. Um, and so you, there's yeah. certain, there's certain kind of um, stylistic choices. Um, and, and, and just the way that certain things play out is kind of par for the course um, for yeah. that, for that kind of era. Um, I know what you mean. And I do. Um, I mean, that scene, that scene is probably not the strongest. It's, it comes off a little stilted, um, that particular scene where she kind of like, you know, says that she's like pregnant and just cause yeah. it just kind of comes out and, you know, she just kind of soap opera. She just yeah. kind of drops it, the bomb and then it's like, yeah, you know, and, it, and, it, and, it, and the scene moves pretty quickly. There's not a whole lot of like nuance to it. Um, right. But, um, but I, I, but I guess like the, to me, the whole movie, I mean, just has this, it's hard to describe. I mean, it just has a, a, a certain flavor to it, um, to me, where like stuff like that is kind of like I I don't really even give it much of a second thought. Like it just kind of rolls off, like and, See, and, and rolls into the next scene. It doesn't and it doesn't really affect me too much 
because I think of, of, you know, the era in which it was made, um, it, it's a little more forgivable for me. Um, but I think See, the a, thing a, is- a lot of the other a- acting in the movie and, and a lot of the other characterizations in the movie come across as very genuine, very real. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And even more so than a lot of like, you know, recent movies. Um, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. And their characters do most of the time as well, too. But yeah, I totally, um, I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, but the thing is, for me, I feel like the rest of the movie is ahead of its time. I feel like a lot of this movie felt very modern, yeah. you know, not modern, but it felt like I didn't view it through a lens of like, oh, this is this movie's almost 50 years old. You know, I didn't right. really feel that in a lot of cases, yeah. other than some of these weirdly dramatic yeah. scenes that kind of were in a stark contrast. But I but I but I understood them like you said in terms of when they were made because yeah. it was kind of, you know, a little bit par for the course. Right. Um and that's fine, you know. It is but, what it is. But yeah, I mean, so that that whole subplot there of like the main character, Jess, you know, saying she's pregnant and wanting to have an abortion and, and her boyfriend, Peter, not supporting her decision and um, kind of becoming increasingly um, controlling and yeah. like and angry uh, yeah. while while the character of Jess kind of you know, can remains calm and firm in her decision. Um, right. I mean, that's just something like to me that, that seems kind of like, I mean, and, but it's all, it's all done in a way that doesn't, it doesn't feel kind of preachy. It doesn't feel like they're no. put they're, like they're putting the character of Jess on a pedestal or no. they're trying to be like very, it's like very pro- matter progressive. Fact. It's just like, yeah, it's just a very, yeah, exactly. It's very, it's very matter of fact about it. And it's very it's this, just like, yeah, it's like, this is a situation and right. this is how she reacts. This is how he reacts. Like she's being it, rational. He's kind of being right. irrational. Right. It, it, it clearly, it clearly, you know, never judges, um, Jess and her decision and, and, no. but, but, you know, shows, you know, shows Peter and, and, and his kind of irrational behavior, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and, I, I don't know. I I like that, and I I like the way it was done. I thought it was executed really well, and and especially considering it's 1974, which is like, right? I mean, it's just it's very, it's like I don't know how soon after uh, the whole Roe Roe v. Wade. You know what I mean? It's like very very right. recent after that. Um, yeah, not too far. So, um, but you know, so this so this whole thing, this whole kind of subplot, um does serve you know several purposes um yeah, for you know, sure it, it it's not just there although i did i did see a thing where like both olivia hussey and bob clark said yeah we just kind of did that to <laughs> for the characters to have something to, to do in the, in the downtime <laughs> like when they're right. they're not having to deal with this like killer but i think i i think it's really interesting and it's and it does you know, serve some other purposes. And I mean, it shows, you know, Peter's true character and kind yeah. of creates a riff in their relationship. Um, well, it creates that red herring. Yeah. And, and it creates the red herring of like, yeah, it allows both her and us as the audience to begin to suspect him as, right. as you know, possibly being the prank caller slash killer. 
but it also kind of highlights the the strength of Jess as a character, right? And and makes you wanna makes you care about her and makes you wanna root for her on a deeper level, right? Um, and and um, yeah, so I think I think that whole thing is that you know I I kind of mentioned the word radical, but you know that's something that was you know not standard for the time you know i mean yeah um especially in a horror film um yeah there's not a lot of movies talking about abortion yeah um you know in 1974 there's not a lot of movies where the you know 75 percent of the main cast is female yeah well fairly well characterized you know yeah i mean most of them get killed but (laughs) yeah but i mean like i mean that's the other thing too is just like that to me the characters are like uh, like none of none of the care like if you if you watch the movie, and because when you think of a slasher movie, you think of like people, young people doing a lot of stupid shit, <laughs> like right, like doing a lot of stupid shit that ends up getting them killed. Um, right. This this is not that, and this is not that at all. Like none of the characters really do anything overtly stupid. No. Like there's nothing that the characters do that is stupid, and, and to just kind of move the plot along. And, or to put them in a position to just get them killed, like that, right? Isn't really the case in this movie. Um, and I mean, the the sorority mother is kind of like a ridiculous character, Mrs. Mac. <laughs> Mrs. Mac. Um, yeah, she's, she's she's pretty ridiculous. She's like probably the most absurd character, um, which I I thought it was ridiculous. And this is just coming from my background, not my background, but like my experience with with cocktails and. And spirits and stuff like that. I just thought it was ridiculous that she was like hiding bottles of sherry, like sherry. Ar- around the house, like sherry of all things. Like sherry yeah. is not something that you should just like hide. And, and and like she pulls like there at one point she pulls a bottle out of the toilet. Like yeah, like toilet sherry. Come on. Like first of all, toilet sherry. Although the to- although the bottle of sherry in the toilet is probably the best situation because maybe the water is a little cool yeah probably you should because i mean and this is something and i know when i'm washing my face in the toilet it's it's usually a little chilly (laughs) when i splash my face in the morning with some with some cool toilet toilet water water. um gotta wake myself up (laughs) um but yeah like you know and now we're gonna now we're gonna dive into some to, to some Frasier territory here, but I always found it very, very weird that Frasier, you know, the sitcom Frasier, him and Niles drink sherry all the time. And he always grabs- I'm not familiar with this show. He always- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that show. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar <laughs> with this show. It ran for, it ran for 12, 13 seasons or whatever it was. And he was on, and he was on Cheers for like hmm. how many seasons before that? Anyways- Sherry, they're big sherry snobs, but they yeah. always like pull a bottle, like from the shelf, like in a like a de- in a decanter. Yeah, like no, you can't. They must be going through that fast. You can't. I mean, there's like n- like no sherry, and it was always like a lighter sherry, and and now I'm gonna get into weird territory here, but like the lighter the sherry. The 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 shorter the shelf life and any sherry after it being opened should be refrigerated. So this is very this is all 
I, I lost a lot of respect for, for Fraser Crane and the writers of the show after I found out about this. Um, Agnes, 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 are you putting your sherry in the fridge? <laughs> uh, Don't tell them what we did with the sherry, Agnes. So this, anyways, my, my whole point is the most disturbing thing about Black Christmas is the fact that Miss Mac kept her sherry you know, unrefrigerated. That's the most disturbing <laughs> element to me. Um, I thought I did. I mean, I, I found it funny because I think the whole, the whole idea is that, you know, as the house mother, she's supposed to be kind of, you know, watching out for the girls, making sure they're not doing certain things. And, 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 and it's possible they didn't, I don't know that they ever said it, but it's possible that they were supposed to be dry. You know, some houses are supposed to be, you know, on well, that's campus a, are supposed to be completely dry. But that's the thing. Um, she was like, she was like s- sneaking bottles. But like, but when she came into the house, like Margot Kidder's character just had like a bottle of whiskey or whatever. <laughs> right. And she well, was that one like, night they were having a party. Yeah. They were having a party. But, um, but yeah. So Margot Kidder. <laughs> so one of my, I mean, the, the thing for me is the first 15 minutes of this movie really does hook you right in. Um, so we, we said we would draw parallels to, to Halloween. Yeah. And it starts with, you know, it starts with, it's funny. So skipping back a little bit, I, I wanted to say before I forget that the first shot of the movie, the intro with the credits and the music playing for Christmas. Um, if, if you're if you're alive in this day and age of 2021 and you're watching this movie for the first time, you don't even need to know that Bob Clark <laughs> directed this movie because it's like it yeah. it that first shot it looks of like that sorority house is straight out of a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It looks like it. I mean, the like just the aesthetics, the gr- like the grain, the. Yeah, the film grain, just like yeah, it does. It looks like that iconic shot, you know, all those all those shots of, of the exterior of the of the house in, in a Christmas story. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that this movie, I think that he really, this movie will somewhat stand the test of time because of how popular a Christmas story is, and how much of that Christmas aesthetic from a Christmas story is ingrained in people's minds that if they were to go back and watch black Christmas, it would be like that first shot alone is enough to like cement. Yeah. Yes. This is a Christmas movie because it's so, it's so much like what he did in a Christmas story, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then, but then, so then it goes into the, you know, the killer, yeah, kind of the POV. lurking around. Yeah, first person view lurking around the sorority house, which is great. So there's some stuff in that that was not, you know, there was almost. I mean, I would venture. I don't want to say better. Yeah, no, but I, interesting from Halloween, like climbing up the trellis yeah, in yeah. first person. That's good stuff. I mean, that's a good all, shot. All that stuff. I mean, to me, the 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 first person POV um, in this movie is better than. And, and, and it's good than the, than the one in uh, the the opening of Halloween, um, especially considering and <laughs> and Halloween is supposed to be like a child, <laughs> right? And it's way up higher than it should be. Um, 
but like it yeah the the placement of uh, of the camera um apparently like he the the cameraman um made made some sort of like you know thing that fit on his shoulders so he was like he was i mean he, he was doing all that stuff like i mean so the cam- the camera guy i think his name is bert bert dunker or something something ridiculous like that um bert macklin bert macklin <laughs> We're just, I think we're just both making up names right now at this point. FBI. Um, <laughs> Bert Macklin. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, all that stuff is, yeah, like, I like, yeah, I totally agree. I think that's, that stuff's better than, than, uh, those POV shots are better than Halloween. Especially. With no steady cam. They're just really, I mean, I don't know that they're necessarily better, quote unquote, but they're. You know, for four years prior and and kind of the first time doing it, you would think that Halloween would really improve upon it. And really, the only way Halloween really improved upon it, um, again, assuming that it's like a, a kind of spiritual successor, is that it made it kind of one, you know, quote unquote, one long take. There's one cut in, in, right. in Halloween, but... Um, Whereas there's a lot of frequent cuts in um, True. Black Christmas, but but the, the the kind of the the things that happen in the in in how it's framed and how it goes back and forth between the girls and in the first person, to me, you know, is a lot more effective in yeah. Black Christmas and 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 some of the things that happen again, climbing up the trellis and uh, kind of going into the the attic space where there's like all the yeah. creepy shit, yeah, you yeah. know, like is a lot more effective and a lot more yeah. weird than, yeah. um, you know, some of the things that and, happen. And you've got Halloween. the, and I don't know if that's in Halloween, but like, you've got the kind of the breathing, you know, which, mm-hmm. which, you know, that would kind of, you know, they would use that, end up using that a lot in, in subsequent kind of, uh, slasher horror films, you know, particularly. I mean, like, you get it with the Michael Myers stuff in Halloween after when he's an adult. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. You do. Um, um but yeah, in this it's a lot more. <laughs> you know, it's a lot. More, it's just like it's he's like got he's a, got a he's got a head cold, deviated septum. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I love the. What I do mean, we call? So we keep saying he, but what do we call this asshole? Billy. We just call him Billy. It's, hey, psst, hey, it's, <laughs> it's me, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Agnes, it's it's me, Billy. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, it's really so. So I, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Well, at this point, we, we, we were just... talking about the kind of the opening with those POV shots. I mean, there is something about like you know that that kind of grainy um, aesthetic. You know, uh, yeah. That the I don't know if it's the film stock or whatever that they they shot it on. Um, but I mean, I, I love some of that opening stuff. Um, yeah, there's some really. I mean, I, I think there's some really nice camera work in this movie in general. Um, yeah, just you know the way the camera moves and, and some of the panning and stuff like that is is. Oh man, there's some shots. I don't think they were first person necessarily, but there's some shots of like going up the stairs mm-hmm. and like and like for. 
it's not really first again first person but like going up the stairs and kind of looking up into a room and like some various things and the other thing about that you know as far as the camera work goes they had to rewrite some of the script so they found this house Mm -hmm. after they had written the script so they had to rewrite some of the scenes Uh, to be able to block you know what they had for filming on so yeah because they, very, they, they uh, found that ex- they found that exterior but they also shot inside of there right yeah they actually so this is not a set that's another yeah. interesting thing it's not a set it's the actual house they shot in which makes some of the some of the the camera work like you said some of the camera work and stuff like kind of cool and interesting because they they move it through the house and and uh you know the way they they shot some of the things is is kind of interesting and and you 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 feel like they did that they had to do that because of how the the house was arranged and set yeah. up, um, because when you're shooting on a soundstage, you know we talked about Hereditary not yeah. long ago, that was all built on a soundstage. Right. That was all they specifically that, designed. Yeah, yeah, and they know exactly what they're gonna do. They you know they 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 storyboard it all, and then they they build the soundstage, and they know exactly how the shots are gonna look. And they build all these spaces in for the cameras to go and the steady cams and blah blah blah, um, and and so to do this to do something like this in like a real house is a lot different and a and lot more interesting. And you're also talking about like bulkier probably camera equipment and shit like that. You know, yeah, in 1974. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It's the size of like a fucking <laughs> a fucking RPG cannon <laughs> on the guy's shoulder. You ever see that? Yeah, what, I what can't. Is it? Laurel. I was just what saying, is it, Laurel and Hardy or the Three fucking... Stooges where they're where they're whacking each other with the two by fours every time they turn around? It's like one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to imagine like the camera that was like mounted on this on this guy's shoulders to fucking climb up a trellis. <laughs> like Jesus. Um but yeah, I mean and and it's funny because like, you know, you, now you, you you know talking you know, drawing the parallels to um a Christmas story. Um, yeah, there is like, there is like this, I don't know what it is. There's this, there's this aesthetic. Like I'm just thinking of like some of the interior, a lot of the interior shots and stuff like that in a Christmas story. Yeah. You know, just the, the lighting, the camera work. Um, and, 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 and the, the film grain and stuff like they yeah, are, you they, would even almost feel like they you almost don't, like, like filters and things, even you know lens filters and things to get like you know uh, uh, lens flare and things like that were probably the same. Yeah, I, you I, know, you get even some of those things. Yeah, it just I, I mean, I mean, obviously, I knew you know he had done in and that's nine years later that he did a Christmas Story, um, but like you know, thinking about it, it, it and and kind of like. You know, because I mean, I think a lot of us have a Christmas story kind of like images from that movie ingrained yeah. in our brain, you know, because like yeah. we've seen, you know, so many of us have seen that movie. It's a classic. So many of us have, have seen it so many times. And yeah, there's I mean, you're right. Like you kind of compare it to this and, and it does kind of have like a similar vibe. Like, but I love some of those some of those opening shots with the with the POV. Um, the other the other thing is I, I feel like. There's a lot more. There's something about 70s and 80s natural lighting versus modern natural lighting. You know, there's something even 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 with natural lighting 
when it comes to digital and it comes to some of these new, you know, cameras and things, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, it doesn't come across the same. Like there's a scene with, uh, with Phil and Jess where they're like talking about, they're kind of like playing catch up on the plot and kind of like Jess is like kind of expositioning everything that's going on with Peter to Phil. And they're like sitting in front of a fire yeah. at the house and it, and the fire is like the only light source in the scene. And it was very much like gremlins, the oh, scene yeah. where the mom is like attacking the, the stocking and then she gets attacked by the gremlin in the tree um, and it's just that one, that fire or when Gizmo, you know, shows up and it's just that one fireplace that's kind of the, yeah. the lighting, and it, but it's got that same kind of feel. And it feels that in all of those cases, Gremlins and in this movie and, 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 um, you know, I feel like there was a fireplace scene somewhere in Christmas Story too, but in, in any, of the, in any case, oh, yeah. all of those instances feel like true to life yeah. far more true to yeah. life with mm-hmm. a with a fireplace than like if i were to watch a, mo- a movie now where it was lit by a fireplace you probably have um, so many different extra lights being placed in there yeah hair lights and just you know it, it, oh, hair lights you know just like things to kind of like big lights <laughs> <laughs> that, you know like I mean, some, a lot of times nowadays they just kind of like they overdo everything you know and and mm-hmm. And no, I mean, yeah, there, well, yeah, there is that scene in, in a Christmas story. It's like, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's like Christmas Eve night where it's like the parents mm, kind of yes, sitting, yes. sitting, uh, in, in front of the tree in the fireplace yep. and, and, uh, like they had just like, like the, the kids went to bed and yeah, like that scene is like, yeah, it just, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of that stuff just feels so much more naturalistic. Um, like all of the all oh my god I don't want to go too far into Christmas story here but all of the scenes I think there's there's at least one maybe two I think it's the scene after Ralphie beats up the the kid the bully and then I think toward the end of the movie there's a couple scenes where Ralphie's in bed oh yeah and it's like yeah. nighttime and it's like and you can just tell that it's like a it's like snow covered yeah large or full moon yeah. Yeah, the way he's lit in yeah. bed, and it's just like it's it feels real. Yeah. It just yep. feels it feels like that's yeah. Yeah. like that's the feeling of being in bed as right. a kid right. yep. with that natural moonlight. Oh god, yeah. yeah. And and there are scenes in Black Christmas that really that evoke that like just truly natural light, just truly like right here, right now. Yeah. And 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 it's it's great. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that I mean chills, I, chills. Oh yeah, but I mean now I just now I just want to watch Christmas Story. Um, mm. <laughs> that's there a, will be time, and that's a horror movie. Nobody right? <laughs> there there are horror elements. I mean, in that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's fucked up in its own way. I'm sure. Uh, I like I like Wizard of Oz. I like the I Tin like Man. The tin Man. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, That's good. Um, so the deaths in this movie, we should just talk about who dies. All right, should we talk about who dies or should we talk about Margot Kidder? Oh god! I mean, it seems like you've got a lot to say about Margot Kidder. I don't have a lot to say about her. I just, <laughs> I mean, she's... I just feel like her character is her, her character is interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, her character is like simultaneously like over the top and kind of loony, but also like in a in a strange way, kind of real. Um, right, and and, and just and, exactly. and and it just feels kind of like a real person, um, because she played herself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's. Like, I think. Oh, good. I was just gonna say I think she feels real because. In this day and age, in 2021, I feel like there would be this. I feel like, I feel like movies that I've seen recently that have that have sororities or focused on sororities in them for whatever reason. And I, I don't ask me to name one because I don't know what <laughs> yeah, the I was hell they say, would be. But well, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just generalizing here. I feel like if this movie were made today, how about that? I feel like if, if this oh, movie God, were yeah. made today. That more been, of the characters, it has, it has it been has remade, has been like remade. twice yeah. in the last like fifteen years or something. Like that. It's true. I feel like more of the characters would have more of the characteristics of of Margot Killer's character Barb. Yeah, I feel like they would they would spread that out. And they would be like, well, everybody's got to be kind of sassy. Every, yeah. We want strong women, so everybody's got to be kind of sassy right. and mouthy and blah, blah, blah. And and that's and, – and the reason it works in this is because they're not all like that. Everybody's right. different. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's got their own personality. And she is 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 the sassy, mouthy one who, you know, she kind of says right away, like, you know, she's from the city and, like, she deals with this sort of shit every day and talks to the guy on the phone when yeah. he's being uh, vulgar. I, I like – Kind of tells him yeah. off, which is funny. I like how that – I like how she kind of handles that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's really – that's – that. It's really well done how she handles that. You know, she kind of she doesn't get as nearly as vulgar as he does. She kind of just like treats him like a dick and right. tells him off and right. and uh and kind of tries to reassure the rest of the girls like come on, this guy's nothing, you know, he's just being a creep, blah yeah. blah, blah blah and um and that kind of sets her character in stone right there. And that's how she's portrayed through the rest of the movie. So I thought it was really good. And honestly, at the in the first few minutes of the movie, I wasn't sure. I thought she was going to be the main character. Yeah. I, I wasn't quite sure like where it was going. And, and that's a testament to how they kind of how they kind of wrote these people is like for a little bit of the movie, you weren't quite sure like who the focus was going to be yeah. on yeah. until it really started started rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and going along Lois Lane, with, oh, <laughs> Lois Lane, um, and going along with that, you know, you know, talking about how like, oh, if you were to make a movie nowadays, you know, um, and he, and even the in even some of the other, you know, the slasher movies that kind of came out, you know, after this, and in you know, so this was made in seventy four, and then of course you kind of you know had you had Halloween come out out and you know four years later in seventy eight, and then that yeah. just kind of opened the floodgates, uh, you know, for the for the slasher genre. Um, but so even, even a lot of the stuff in the eighties, particularly a lot of the stuff in the eighties, but even if you were to do, like you said, even if you were to do something like this now, um, I feel like you would have a lot of the characters or at least, at least one or two of the characters that, you know, being women that, that you, that would be sexualized in, in some way. Right. Um, and I and and none of the characters in this movie are sexualized at Not all. Not at all. Like there's there's no, I mean there's no nudity. There's no uh, innuendo. I mean other no. than other than like you kind of like I mean like Barb is like the one character that kind of 
you know, she she has this scene where she's kind of talk. She talks about like, you know, the sea turtle that can like have that ha- that has sex for like three days or something. You know what I mean? Right. But right. like, but then in that same scene where she's just kind of like rambling and being kind of like obscene a little bit, then she's she's kind of like, well, she's drunk first of all, and right. and 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 then you know, you at that point you have one of the sorority sisters who's kind of gone missing. And the dad of this of that of that woman is of that girl is there, and um, and so like that that whole scene, while it's kind of ridiculous and 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 kind of silly, um, then she then kind of devolves into this like all of a sudden she's like, you think this is my this is my fault, like and like why she's kind of acting out in this way yeah. because in some way she seems to kind of feel guilty because right. she was the one that kind of like. At, at the beginning of the movie, the, one of the when the first prank phone call comes through, one of the girls there, like uh, she kind of says something to one of the girls there that kind of like upsets her, and yeah. that girl goes up into her room, right, and she's the first girl to be killed, uh, Claire, by, Claire by the killer. Um, so, so yeah, even in a scene like that, not where, because of anything that happened, just because of the fact that he is in her closet, yeah, yeah which is really fucking creepy. Like that, yes. that scene is really well done. Like, um, so yeah, you see, you know, kind of going back to you know, expl- going through the plot, like, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it's this first person perspective. You see the killer, you see this person climb the trellis, Billy, Billy, go into the attic and kind of come down into the house. And then all of a sudden he's, he's hiding in, in this, in this one girl's closet, Claire, um, and she's the first victim, and um, he ends up basically suffocating her with like a, a plastic bag. Um, yeah, but like that whole scene is really creepy and well done because like he's like in the closet behind this like it's like a bag that would cover like a coat or something on a hanger. Yeah, garment you know? bag. Yeah. Gar- garment like a plastic bag. <laughs> see-through garment bag. <laughs> a, oh, it's a garment bag. Um, oh, it's a garment. There's bag. a proper term for that. Um, there is, but yeah, that, that, that seems really kind of creepy and well done. And, and I mean that, that, so, you know, going, talking about Claire now, um, that stuff is really creepy to me. Just the, so he kills her with suffocating her with this plastic bag. And then throughout the rest of the movie, she's in the attic of this house of the sorority house with this plastic bag still over her head throughout the entire fucking movie. Her body is never found. <laughs> never. <laughs> because of the incompetent <laughs> police force. Um, yeah. And and so it, it, it kind of, it throughout the movie, it, it keeps going back to these shots of her still. And, and granted, the movie only takes place over the course of what, like a day and a half, maybe two days? Yeah, it's like a, two days, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, there's, so that, that to me is like some of the, like creepier things outside of the the prank phone calls yeah. is, is just these fucking shots of like you know her with this fucking plastic bag over her head and like the bag sucked into her mouth and like yeah like it's just that's just randomly goes back up to yeah, it, yeah to me and like and sometimes like billy will be like rocking it'll be like first person perspective shots of him like yeah. rocking her in the chair like it's creepy creepy um one of the, I mean, I, I like the fact, so I was a little confused that he like moved her body 
Oh, okay. Because Mrs. Mac goes in the bedroom at one point and she's, you know, she's like looking around and, and Claire's not there. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, there is a shot where you see him kind of, it's, so you never see the killer. We never, right. we, that's, we what, that's something this, we haven't talked you, about you, yet either. Yeah. We have, that you never, you, see, you never see him. I mean, um, you see like but, silhouettes, you see like a shot of his eye a couple times. Which is creepy. Which stuff. is creepy. Um, but there's there's a shot where again you know <laughs> there's a shot where again this is this is a regular house so the attic is like this this recessed little square in the ceiling with a ladder yeah um, and there's a shot where the camera is like at the top of the stairs next to the attic and you you see him, you kind of get a sense of him moving past the camera. Yeah, you see like a shadow the camera or something, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And the camera kind of moves and then pans up to the attic and you see the, the attic door close. Right. And that's, you know, presumably when he brings Claire's body yeah, right. to, the, to the attic with him. Um, but that, that shot is, number one, I didn't really catch that, I think. Okay. And put together that he had brought her up yeah. there with him, but but the shot is really really cool. Like it just again some of the ways they hide him. Yeah. Again, going back to the fact that it's a real house and the way they had to stage things in the house, and then the fact that they kind of hid him. Yeah. From view with right. the way they frame some of the shots is just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 again going back to Halloween, you know, kind of the comparisons to Halloween and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's the, that's the one thing that is so different. Um, I mean, there are a lot of similarities, but there's the, but that's, that's the one area that it's very different in terms of like how they show the antagonist, how they show the killer. Yeah. Um, and Halloween, you, you see, you see Michael Myers all the fucking time. He, he's hanging around, yeah. pop, popping in and out of shots throughout Breaking the whole, leaves. <laughs> throughout the whole movie. Um, and, um, and in this movie, yeah, they you know a lot. Of, they do a lot of. They carry out the the po the first person POV shots throughout the whole movie. Whereas in in Halloween, it's really just kind of the beginning. Um, you know that kind of prologue with with the young Michael Myers where they use the POV shots. Um, but uh, yeah, and and so like you know this movie is is very different in 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 its approach to to the antagonist, to the killer, um, where they, yeah, they never, I mean, they show, you see shadows you, and you have the pr- first person perspective shots. And, um, and then there's, there's one shot in particular, um, when he kills, uh, Barb, uh, yeah. with the glass unicorn thing. Um, yeah, there's that iconic shot of him, like raising it up over his head and and there's just like this one section of of he's completely silhouetted, but there's this like one section of light, like on his like eye on one of his eyes. Yeah, and you just kind of see that, um, and that and then and then there's another shot later on at the end of the movie where you see like his his eye through the, like cracking like a door frame, um, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Like that's that's all you ever see of the villain. That's and and you're never. You're never told who this is. Um, no, th- there's never there's never any explanation or backstory. Even though Bob Clark had a complete backstory written and for the character, 
it's never explicitly, you know, stated in the movie kind of what his deal is. Um, and so that's the other thing that's kind of, you know, you know, very different from, you know, Halloween and, and Halloween was obviously super successful, uh, made a lot of money. It's obviously very iconic, um, a very iconic film. Everybody knows Michael Myers. Everybody knows the movie Halloween. Um, everybody. Every, I would say I would say almost everybody. Ninety ninety eight percent of the population. A lot of people. Um, and so it's funny that you know, like, you know, this is just another one of those cases where, you know, you have, you have the 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 movie that really started it all, or the thing that really started it all, and then a. A few years later, however many years later, you have somebody who kind of takes that, does their own thing with it, and that's what yeah. ends up kind of popularizing it. Um, and yeah. and so to me, you know, like Black Christmas is, is kind of underrated in that way, where it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, and if I'm being honest, I don't know how you feel about this, but I actually prefer Black Christmas to to the original Halloween. I don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> I'm putting you. On, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. I like Halloween better. Yeah, I think Halloween is more. I think Halloween has a better pace. Yeah, because of some of the choices that they make. But see, um, to me, Halloween. I don't think Halloween is is as well scripted. I don't think it's. I don't think the characterizations of the the, the uh, you know are are as good. And it's a little more superficial, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think some of the stuff just doesn't make as much sense to me. Um, yeah. As, as, uh, as Black Christmas. But yeah, I don't know. That's, that's kind of my view of it. I could see that. Um, and I, I found Halloween to be a more entertaining movie, I think. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I agree with that. I mean, the, like, so the thing about Halloween is like you have this iconic antagonist that you can see that you can you know that you know that you're seeing throughout the movie um it, it it's a very memorable it's a memorable visual for you yeah um, and then you also have the score that's another thing you know we haven't talked about yeah. it's like the score for the movies are completely different i mean uh halloween yeah. has a very iconic very catchy memorable score Whereas no 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 whereas whereas Black Christmas is more almost in the vein of kind of some of the other movies we've talked about recently like Hereditary and ambient yeah and and the witch where it's it's a little more and I really like it I think it's very effective it's it's kind of like this weird kind of warped kind of piano kind of yeah, I don't know, like harp, not harpsichord, but um, it's like I think he played the piano, the the strings on the piano with different, um, like different things. Like he plucked the strings yeah. on the piano to make notes. Yeah, um, in different ways. But it's very simplistic. But it's also kind of it's 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 very atmospheric. Um, yeah. And yeah, I really like a lot. Of, but I mean, I mean, yeah, it's no surprise that, you know, a movie like Halloween coming out. I'm fucking surprised. <laughs> it's no surprise that like a movie like Halloween coming out four years later kind of 
doing these, taking kind of that, those ideas and, and kind of, um, I don't know, making it a little more mainstream, making it a little more yeah. um, palatable, I guess, uh, with, you know, especially yeah. with the music and, and then having this iconic visual of, 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 of a antagonist, you know? Yeah. It's not, I mean, the thing is all, all art is iteration and all art, you know, comes from other art and it right. comes from, from inspiration from other people. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I, I'm, and that's not to say that you're, you're somehow knocking John Carpenter and Halloween for like, from like stealing no, from, no, from Black Christmas. No, I know that's not the case. Not at all. But it's just, you know, it's taking, it's, that's, yeah, it's, it's taking something that worked, worked well in, 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 in this specific, you know, instance and just like saying, okay, how can we, how can we make that better? How can we change that? How can we, yeah add upon that you know and and yeah. or how can i do how can i take I, I can look at these things that i really like but now i'm going to do my own interpretation of it you know and so yeah yeah absolutely i mean and yeah it's no surprise that halloween was you know as successful it was as it was um and whereas a movie like this you know maybe kind of fell by the you know the wayside a little bit and and, and wasn't as it was ahead of its time recognized yeah and that too, yeah. So, also it was Canadian. <laughs> that doesn't help. Uh, but I mean, this was like super low budget too. I mean, I, what was uh, I can't remember what was Halloween made for? Was it four million? Oh shit! No, the original Halloween. Hell no, no way. No, wasn't it like three hundred thousand? Yes, three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Yes. It was three hundred thousand, and they spent uh, seventy five thousand of it on steady cams. <laughs> Holy shit! So I mean, like, but I think um, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but Black Christmas was made for like six hundred thousand. Mm. Um, and I think it did really well in Canada. Like, it was, <laughs> um, I think it it was one of the like at the time. I mean, it's Canada, but like. Um, it was like one of the most, it was one of the most like successful movies at the time, but it didn't do as well in <laughs> all in the US. <laughs> all our Canadian listeners. Well, it was fucking Canada. So, you know, <laughs> I who don't, gives a shit. I do, but, I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I mean, honestly, the, the way things, the way things are going here <laughs> in the U S the way things are going here. I, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to moving moving north here in the future Just a few hundred miles north yeah um but um but yeah it uh you know i i i i really do feel like it was ahead of its time in a lot of ways and we've talked about most of them um but uh yeah i yeah, mean it's it's i was gonna say going kind of going back to you know, the, the kind of the character decisions and things like that, you know, and a lot of time, a lot of times in horror movies, you have characters doing things where the audience is like, oh my God, why? Like, why are you doing Don't go like, up there. yeah, come on. Why would you do that? And to me, there aren't really any moments in that, in, in, in this movie that, that are like that. And, you know, at the end of the movie, when the character of Jess is made aware that the prank caller is calling from inside her the house. Um, right. At that point, she doesn't even know 
that any of her friends had been killed. No. Like she's she not no she's idea. not aware of that at all. Um and that's the other cool thing about this movie is that like they they find a way to kill off these different characters and kind of like hide them. Yeah. And and so but in a realistic way where people aren't like, "Oh shit, where are these people?" Like, you know, it's it in this right. in this movie it's like, "Oh, well, it's the Christmas holiday." People are leaving to go visit their families, right. blah, blah, blah. And that's and you know, that whole that's the whole thing that kind of starts the movie is Claire being killed and disappearing, and the father who is supposed to like kind of meet her and pick her up, she's right. not showing up. That kind of instigates kind of the whole investigation. And then on, you know, talking about kind of subplots too, you have this whole subplot of like a younger girl who goes missing in the area. Right. Um, and they end up finding her body and she's killed. Which that was very, that was very affecting when they find her body and they don't ever show anything, no. but they show like the reaction yeah. of the search party. I love that shot um, of like, uh, Claire's dad, like with the light behind him. And yeah. he kind of like, it's comes great. upon the, like the scene where they found the body. Yeah. Um, and he's, he kind of, he's got a great reaction where he's kind of like initially, yeah. like, cause he's looking for his say, own like, daughter. Initially yeah. he's. Yeah, initially he's like relieved, right? And then he's kind of like, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's still, you know, number one, oh, I still don't know what happened to Claire, and number two, you know, it's still a thirteen-year-old girl that was murdered, right? You know, and then he kind of has like this look. It's it's just it's very nuanced, very good, yeah. Um, but for someone who has no hair on the top of his head <laughs> and a lot of hair on the sides and back. <laughs> <laughs> them them burns um it's got a lot of a lot of a lot lot going around a lot of orbit but not a lot on the top uh, see now i've totally lost my train of thought here um what the fuck was i talking about um shit i've completely lost it you're talking about how the how the murders are are covered up by the things that are happening within the movie yeah, so I mean, then you end up kind of coming across this I don't know. kind of subplot of that, and and um, and I still don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, shit, I've completely lost it. I've lost my train of thought. Totally, it happens. I mean, we've been drinking. We're how, how many drinks deep are we here? I don't know. Um, Enough. I don't know, but thanks, Andy. So, I mean, thanks. we didn't mention we're, we're... Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> and we didn't mention that we're... I mean, it's... it's We're talking about Black Christmas. It is Black Wednesday. So, you it know... It is Black we, Wednesday. Neither of us... Neither of us have work tomorrow. Neither of us... So, we're, you know, we're celebrating a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But, you know, I, I guess the my original point was talking about, like, how... You know, you have characters doing things that you're like, oh, my God, why, why are you doing this? Um, yes. Uh, but so anyways, the going back to the original point, and I, I probably had some other point to make, but it doesn't matter. It's it's lost and gone forever. Um, so <laughs> so Jess, so at the end of the movie, you know, Jess is like, yeah, so that that was the whole point. Jess was at the end of the movie, Jess, when she finds out that the prank caller is calling from inside the house using using the sorority mother's phone. Um, right, she does. She's not aware that that any of her friends have been killed. Even her, even no, even know. Claire, her missing friend. Um, right, but she is aware that this young girl was killed. 
um, right. in the in the area. And there's like search parties going around, you know, at this same time. Right. That all this is going on. Um, but you know, going kind of an, another testament to the strength of her as a you know her character. Um, you know, the police the the pol- police are like you know. Originally, they're not supposed to tell her that the, that the call is coming from right. the house, but the this incompetent like Sergeant Nash, the fucking Sergeant Nash, is a complete dipstick. Who's the dumbest of the dumb? Stick. Doesn't even know what fellatio. Fellatio. That scene was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Um, the fucking reaction of the other like detective is hilarious. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh, you mean you mean John Rutter as laughing detective? <laughs> classic classic um but before we before i lose my train of thought again um yeah so so she's told by the police hey get out of the house we've traced the call get out of the house and he and he's not supposed to tell her why and then but she kind of pries and he eventually has to tell her like the call is coming from the house and and instead of doing as the police are telling her to do which is to leave she's got two friends that are supposed to her you know, to her knowledge, they're just asleep upstairs. Right. Um, and so, you know, she has, they're not asleep. They're not asleep. <laughs> this is plot twist or spoiler alert. For, they're not asleep. Um, forever sleep. <laughs> the, yeah. The deep sleep. Um, and so, you know, she has, she, she grabs, you know, uh, a fire poker and like you do, like you do. That's what everybody but grabs. At least, but at least she grabs something, you know, and, and, and I felt like, you know, her going up to check on her friends is like a reasonable thing to do. You know, it's yeah. not like, oh, my God, that's fucking stupid. Why are you doing that? Like, no, like, because right. especially to her, you know, at that point, she doesn't even know that there's a killer in the house. She doesn't know that there's, any of her friends have, you know. And so there's really been no connection made between Claire's disappearance, the 13 year old girl dying yeah. and the prank calls. Right. Like there's not a solid connection between any of those. Exactly. And the only thing that she's been told is that the prank calls are coming from inside the house. Right. Which is which is certainly disturbing. It's disturbing. <laughs> Especially and, and there's reason to suspect that it's more malicious than it seems. Yeah. But given the content but of it's the calls, not a, yeah. But there's a lot to weigh against the fact that, again, her friends are upstairs sleeping and she should probably get them. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it, it totally it's totally logical and reasonable for her to go and do that. Um, and 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 I and it's just it's moments like that that I, you know, that I I, I appreciate. Um, and 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 so, you know, the other you know, the other thing is, is like um, kind of going into, you know, you know, Peter going back to talking about Peter and, you know, the killer and stuff like that. Like, um, it's kind of, so, you know, they, they set, obviously they set Peter up to kind of, as this like red herring to be, you know, he's, he's potentially the killer of blah blah blah. So in the end of the movie, she ends up killing him because he kind of, so she, so she goes upstairs after she finds out that the call is coming from inside the house. She goes upstairs to check on her friends. They're both dead. Um, at that point, you then you then hear, "Hey, it's me, Billy," <laughs> and and uh, and then she like sees this shot. Like, there's this shot of like his eye, like looking through like the crack in the door, which is fucking creepy. 
And um, yes. and then and then at that point, then she's on she's in full on survival mode and just like just kind of slams the door against him and gets the hell out of there as fast as she can. Ends up locking herself in the basement, and then at, while she's in the basement hiding, you see kind of like this figure come to the basement windows, and it, it's it's Peter, and he ends up breaking in. And she's kind of at this point kind of convinced in a way that like you know the Peter's the killer the Peter right. Peter did this, um, and and so she ends up killing Peter and then at the end of the movie, you know she's the only one left alive. Peter, who is presumably the killer, is dead. Um, the cops kind of leave her and she and she's just kind of like laying in bed sleeping unconscious medicated whatever and yeah. and the movie ends with you know the shot of the outside of the house just like the movie started and um and uh it well i can't remember if there was something else but like but then you hear like the phone start ringing and right. the, the whole the whole thing in throughout the course of the movie is that like every time the, the phone rings every time it's kind of like every time there's like a victim, right? Like after there's a victim a lot of times. And so it's, yeah. to me, that kind of like hints at the fact that like, and you do see shots of the killer still up in the attic because they never, the right. cops never discovered the bodies in the attic. They never even looked no. up in the attic at all. So the killer's still up there with the bodies. It was clearly not Peter. Um, and then you start to hear the phone ring which is kind of like another indication to me in that like he probably went down there and ended up killing Jess as well. Um, but it's interesting that they, they set up Peter as this kind of red herring. And while he's ultimately revealed to not be the killer, like so much of his character and how he reacts to different things kind of parallels Billy, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, Oh yeah. And in yeah. in his kind of approach and how he kind of deals with women, like his animosity towards you know women, his his yeah. kind of his his desire to assert control over over you know women, um, and so that's kind and of and the fact that he keeps the fact that he keeps saying, "Don't tell anybody what we did, Jess." <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he keeps calling Jess Agnes. <laughs> It's me, Billy. Um, it's me, Billy. But I do like that they and and this was something that you know Bob Clark really fought for. The studios wanted him to change the ending because they wanted it to be more clear cut of who the killer was, and and of course, and and he d he didn't want to do that. He refused to do that, and he and he ended up getting his way. Um, it was Phil. His Phil. <laughs> so it was Phil. Um, but yeah, the, the the refusal to kind of you know reveal the identity of the killer and an explanation for why he was doing the things that he was doing, um, you know, to me, kind of going back to Halloween, um, it it kind of you know in, in Halloween Michael Myers is kind of like called the Boogeyman or you know there, there's the reference to yeah. the Boogeyman. I mean, to me, the killer in this movie is more of like a Boogeyman type character than Michael Myers. Um, and in that he, you just like, you don't, he's like there, but you don't really see him like, and 
You don't know who yeah. he is. There's no, there's, you know, he, he's almost more of like a phantom, you know, than, than even Michael Myers yeah, is, well, who is much more present in the movies. And going back to that, that scene I talked about where Phil and, and Jess are talking on the couch. Oh yeah. In the background, right. you see, you see shadow yeah. of like a person yeah. moving around and it's very subtle yeah. and it's not like it like shows up no. and then leaves and you're like, oh, somebody came and they went. It's just like- It kind of lingers and- figure that just is back there and you're, and you're not, like, is that a person? You're not sure if it's like one of their shadows or right. something it's separate. Very, it's, it's very like, yeah, strange. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. It's well done. Yeah. And and it never, it's, it, I think it's because it never really like, if I remember correctly, it never really like comes and you're like, oh, somebody just walked into the room and it never really goes where you're like, oh, somebody yeah, just like left. It's, it's just kind of, kind of there yeah, yeah. the whole time they're talking and you're like, is that right what is because that? it's like a fire they're by the fire and you're wondering right. is it like is it from the firelight kind of creating like a weird right. shadow or something like that yeah yeah it's creepy it is creepy and it's well done yeah. and again it goes back to that whole thing where it's you know he's just there and yeah. he's creepy and he's lingering and linger linger <laughs> oh, um but yeah it's it's uh it's good stuff yeah, so I mean, to me, like you know, the thing about the thing that's so I think interesting and just intriguing about Black Christmas is that you know here, it, it, I mean, it's kind of like it's it's the movie, you know that that really kind of created gave birth to the slasher genre. Um, it kind of set the stage and, and created this template for, a, you know, a, what a slasher movie would be, would, would become, you know, in the years following, especially after Halloween in 1978. But at the same time, it kind of like defies and subverts these tropes that it at the right. same time is kind of helped establish. So it's, it's very, right. it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, but you know, I don't know. Black Christmas to me has has so much more going on to it. So much more, just stuff that's just under, just a little bit underneath the surface um, that is kind of happening, and that it that just makes it you know a better film and and more interesting. And and that you know I think like you like you mentioned makes it you know it's ahead of its, it was ahead of its time. And, and I think that's yeah. the reason why, you know, t today, you know, people, more and more people, you know, look at it as like, Oh, like, you know, as the gem that it is, you know? Yeah. So, so that's black, so Christmas. That's black Christmas. It's a great film. I love it. I actually, it's, it's, it's actually after watching it the second time, um, it's one that, strangely even given it's kind of like you know the darkness and in disturbing nature of, of the film like it's kind of one that i like i think i might want to like start watching every year around christmas time like there's just something about it yeah. that I, I i really enjoy and i think it's because a big part of that is because i mean a lot yeah the execution and and you know how it's shot and, and, and the music and, and just the mood and feel of it and everything. But I also, but to me, the main thing is like the characterizations. Um, yeah. And, and, and just the, the characters and how they're, 
how they're presented and stuff to me is like really what sets it apart, especially within this, this particular genre is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Well, thanks. Well, (laughs) thanks for listening and we'll scare you later. Scare you later.